चैप्टर टू हाउ योर हैबिट्स शेप योर आइडेंटिटी एंड वाइस वर्षा एटोमिक हैबिट्स बाय जेम्स क्लियर व्हाई इज इट सो इजी टू रिपीट बैड हैबिट्स एंड सो हार्ड टू फॉर्म गुड वंस फ्यू थिंग्स कैन हैव अ मोर पावरफुल इम्पैक्ट ऑन योर लाइफ दैन इम्प्रूविंग योर डेली हैबिट्स एंड येट इट इज लाइकली डैट दिस टाइम नेक्स्ट ईयर यू विल बी डूइंग द सेम थिंग रैदर दैन समथिंग बेटर It often feels difficult to keep good habits going for more than a few days even with sincere effort and the occasional burst of emotions motivation habits like exercise meditation journaling and cooking are reasonable for a day or two and then becomes a hassle however once your habits are established they seem to stick around forever especially the unwanted ones despite our best intentions all are Unhealthy habits like eating junk food, watching too much television, procrastinating and smoking can feel impossible to break. Changing our habits is challenging for two reasons. One, we try to change the wrong thing and two, we try to change our habits in the wrong way. In this chapter, I'll address the first point in the chapters that follow. I'll answer the second. Our first mistake is that we try to change the wrong thing. To understand what I mean, consider that there are three levels at which change can occur. You can imagine them like the layers of an onion. The first layer is changing your outcomes. This level is concerned with changing your results, losing weight, publishing a book, winning a championship. Most of the goals you set are associated with this level of change the second layer is changing your process this level is concerned with changing your habits and systems implementing a new routine at the gym decluttering your desk for better workflow developing a meditation practice most of the habits you build are associated with this level the third and the deepest layer is changing your identity this is this level is concerned with changing your beliefs your world view your self image your judgment about yourself and others most of the beliefs assumptions and biases you hold are associated with this level outcomes are about what you get process are about what you do identity is about what you believe when it comes to building habits that last when it comes to building a system of 1% improvements the problem is that problem is not that one level is better or worse than another all levels of change are useful in their own way the problem is the direction of change many people begin the process of changing their habits by focusing on what they want to achieve this leads us to outcome based habits the alternative is to build identity based habits with this approach we start by focusing on who we wish to become outcome based habits 1 2 3 identity based habits 1 2 3 figure 4 with outcome based habits the focus is on what you want to achieve with identity based habits the focus is on who you wish to become imagine two people resist resisting this a cigarette when offered a, a smoke the first person says no thanks 
I'm trying to quit. It sounds like a reasonable response, but this person is still believes they are a smoker who is trying to be something else. They are hoping their behavior will change while carrying around the same belief. The second person declined by saying no thanks. I'm not a smoker. It's a small difference, but this statement signals a shift in identity. Smoking was part of their former life, not their current one. They no longer identify as someone who smokes. Most people don't even consider identity change when they set out to improve. They just think, I want to be skinny, outcome. And if I stick to this diet, then I'll be skinny, process. They set goals and determine the actions they should take to achieve those goals without considering the belief that drive their actions. They never shift the way they look at themselves and they don't realize that their old identity can sabotage their new plans for change. Behind every system of actions are a system of beliefs. The system of a democracy is found founded on belief like freedom, majority rule and so social equality. The system of dictatorship has a very different set of beliefs like absolute authority and strict obedience. You can imagine many ways to try to get more people to vote in democracy but such behavior change will never get off the ground in dictatorship. That's not the identity of the system. Voting is behavior that is impossible under a certain set of beliefs. A similar pattern exists whether we are discussing individuals or organizations or societies. There are a set of beliefs and assumptions that shape the system and identity behind the habits. Behavior that is incongruent with the self will not last. You may want to m- more money, but if your identity is someone who cons- consumes rather than creates, then you will continue to be pulled toward spending rather than earning. You may want better health, but if you continue to prioritize comfort over accomplishment, you will be drawn to relaxing rather than training. It's hard to change your habits. If you never change the underlying belief that led to your past behavior, you have a new goal and a new plan, but you haven't changed who you are. The story of Brian Clark, an entrepreneur from Boulder, Colorado, Colorado provides a good example. For long as I can remember, I have chewed my fingernails. Clark told me it started as a nervous habit when I was young and then morphed into an undesirable grooming ritual. One day, I resolved to stop chewing my nails until they grew out a bit. Through mindful willpower alone, I managed to do it. Then Clark Dix Clark did something surprising. I asked my wife to schedule my first ever manicure, he said. My thought was that if I started paying to maintain my nails, I wouldn't chew them. And it worked. But not for monetary reason. What happened was the manicure made my finger look really nice for the first time. The manicurist even said that other than chewing, I had... I had really healthy, attractive nails 
Suddenly, I was proud of my fingernails, and even though that's something I had never aspired to, it made all the difference. I have never chewed my nails since, not even a single close call, and it's because I now take pride in properly caring for them. The ultimate form of eccentric motivation is when a habit becomes part of your identity. It's one thing to say I am the type of person who wants this. It's something very different to say I am the type of person who is this. The more pride you have in particular aspect of your identity, the more motivated you will be in to maintain the habits associated with you. If you are proud of how your hair looks, you'll develop all sorts of habit to care for and maintain it. If you are proud of size of your biceps, you'll make sure you never skip an upper body workout. If you are proud of scapes, you need you'll be more likely to spend hours knitting each week. Once your prides get involved, you'll fight tooth and nail to maintain your habits. True behavior change is identity change. You might start a habit because of motivation, but the only reason you'll stick with one is that it becomes part of your identity. Anyone can convince themselves to visit the gym or eat healthy once or twice, but if you don't shift the belief behind the behavior, then it is hard to stick with the long-term changes. Improvements are only temporary until they become a part of who you are. The goal is not to read a book. The goal is to become a reader. The goal is not to run a marathon. The goal is to become a runner. The goal is not to learn an instrument. The goal is to become a musician. Your behaviors are usually a reflection of your identity. What you do is an indication of a type of person you believe that you are, either consciously or non-consciously. Research has shown that once a person believes in a particular aspect of their identity, they are more likely to act in alignment with that belief. For example, people who identified as being a, being a voter were more likely to vote than those who simply claimed voting was an action they wanted to perform. Similarly, the people who incorporate exercise into their identity doesn't have to conceive themselves to train. Doing the right thing is easy. After all, when, you be, when your behavior and your identity are fully aligned, the term unconscious, non-conscious and subconscious can all be used to describe the absence of awareness or thought. Even in academic circles, these words are often used interchangeably without much nitpicking for once. Non-conscious is the term I am going to use because it is bold enough to include encompass both the process of the mind we could never consciously assess and the moments when we are simply not paying attention to what surrounds us. Non-conscious is a description of anything you are not consciously thinking about. You are no longer pursuing behavior change. You are simply acting like the type of person you already believe yourself to be. Like all aspects of habit formation, this too is a double-edged sword. When working for you, identity change can be a powerful force for self-improvement. When working against you, though, identity can 
can be a course once you have adopted an identity it can be easy to let your agreements to it impact your ability to change many people walk through life in cognitive slumber blindly following the norms attached to their identity i'm terrible with direction i'm not morning person i'm bad at remembering people's names i'm always late I'm not good with technology, I'm horrible at, at maths, and thousands other variations. When you have repeated a story to yourself for years, it is easy to slide into these mental grooves and accept them as fact. In time, you begin to resist certain actions because that's not who I am. There is an internal pressure to maintain your self-image and behave in a way that is consistent, consistent with your beliefs. You find whatever you can to avoid contradicting yourself. The more deeply a thought or action is tied to your identity, the more difficult it is to change it. It can, it can feel uncomfortable. It can feel comfortable to believe what your culture believes, group identity, or to do what upholds your self-image, personal identity, even if it's wrong. The biggest barrier to positive change at any level, individual, team, society, is identity conflict. Good habits can make rational sense, but if they conflict with your identity, you will fail to put them into action. On any given day, you may struggle with your habits because you are too busy or too tired or too overwhelmed or hundreds of other reasons. Over the long run, however, the re real reason you fail to stick with habits is that your self-image gets in the way. This is why you can't get too attached to one version of your identity. Progress requires unlearning. Becoming the best version of yourself requires you to continuously edit your beliefs and to upgrade and expand your identity. This brings us to an important question. If your beliefs and world view play such an important role in your behavior, where do they come from in the first place? How exactly is your identity formed? And how can you emphasize new aspects of your identity that serves you and gradually erase the pieces that hinder you? The two-step process to changing your identity. Your identity emerges out of your habits. You are not born with preset beliefs. Every belief, including those about yourself, is learned and conditioned through experience. More precisely, your habits are how you embody your identity. When you make your bed each day, you embody the identity of an organized person. When you write each day, you embody the identity of a creative person. When you train each day, you embody the identity of an athletic person. The more you repeat a behavior, the more you reinforce the identity. Certainly, there are some aspects of your identity that tend to remain unchanged over time, like identifying as someone who is tall or short. But even for more fixed qualities and characteristics, whether you view them in positive or negative light is determined by your experience throughout life. The more you repeat a behavior, the more you reinforce the identity associated with that behavior. In fact, word identity was originally derived from Latin word essentials, which means being 
and identity dim which means repeatedly your identity is literally your repeated beingness whatever your identity is right now you only believe it because you have proof of it if you go to church every sunday for 20 years you have evidence that you are a religious if you study biology for one hour every night you have evidence that you are studious if you go to the gym even when it's snowing you have evidence that you are committed to fitness the more evidence you have for a belief the more strongly you will believe it for most of my early life i didn't consider myself a writer if you were to ask me any of my high school teachers or school professors they would tell you i was average writer at best certainly not a standout when i began my writing career i published new articles every monday and thursday for the first few years as the evidence grew so did my identity as a writer i didn't start out as a writer i became one through my habits of course your habits are not only actions that influence your identity but by virtue of their frequency they are usually the most important ones its experience in life modifies your self-image but it's unlikely you would consider yourself a soccer player because you kicked a ball once or an artist because you scribbled a picture as you repeat these actions however the evidence accumulates and your self-image begins to change the effort of one of experience tends to fade away while the effect of habits gets reinforced with time which means your habits contribute mo most of the evidence that shapes your identity in this way the the process of building habits is actually the process of becoming yourself this is gradual evolution we do not change by snapping our fingers and deciding to be someone entirely new we change bit by bit day by day habit by habit we are continuously undergoing micro evolution of of the self each habit is like suggestion hey maybe this is who i am if you finish a book then perhaps you are the type of person who likes reading if you go to gym then perhaps you are type of person who likes exercise if you practice playing the guitar perhaps you are type of person who likes music every action you take is a vote for type of person you wish to become no single instance will transform your belief but as the words builds up so does the evidence of your new identity this is one reason why meaningful change does not require radical change small habits can make a meaningful difference by providing evidence of new identity and if a change is meaningful it it actually is big that's the paradox of making small improvements putting things putting this all together you can say that habits are the path to changing your identity the most practical way to change who you are is to change what you do point one is time you write a page you are a writer point two is time you practice the violin you are a musician Point three. Each time you start a workout, you are an athlete. Point four. Each time you encourage your employees, you are a leader. Each habit not only gets results but also teaches you something far more important to trust yourself. 
you start to believe you can actually accomplish these things. When the boards mount up and evidence begins to change, the story you tell yourself begins to change as well. Of course, it works the opposite way too. Every time you choose to perform a bad habit, it's a vote for identity. The good news is that you don't need to be perfect. In any election, there are going to be votes for both sides. You don't need an anonymous vote to win an election. You just need a majority. It doesn't matter if you cast a few votes for a bad behavior or an unproductive habit. Your goal is simply to win the majority of the time. New identities require new evidence. If you keep casting the same votes you have always cast, you are going to be the same get the same results you have always had. If nothing changes, nothing is going to change. It is simple two-step process. Decide the type of person you want to be. Prove it to yourself with small wins. First, decide who you want to be. This holds at any level, as in an individual, as a team, as a community, as a nation. What do you want to stand for? What are your principles and values? Do you wish to become? These are big questions and many people aren't sure where to begin, but they do know what kind of results they want to get six-pack apps or to feel less anxious or to double their salary, that's fine. Start there and work backward from the results you want to the type of person who could get those results. Ask yourselves, who is the type of person that could get the outcome I want? Who is the type of person that could lose 40 pounds? Who is the type of person that could learn a new language? Who is the type of person that could run successful startup? For example, who is the type of person who could write a book? It's probably someone who is consistent and reliable. Now, your focus shifts from writing books outcome-based to become to be to being the type of person who is consistent and reliable, identity-based. This process can lead to beliefs like I am the kind of teacher who stands up for her students. I am the kind of doctor who gives each patient the time and empathy they need. I am the kind of manager who advocates for her employees. Once you have a handle on the type of person you want to be, you can begin taking small steps to reinforce your desired identity. I have a friend who lost over 100 pounds by asking herself, what would a healthy person do? All day long, she would use this question as a guide. Would a healthy person walk or take a cab? Would a healthy person order a burrito or a salad? She figured if she acted like a healthy person long enough, eventually she would become that person. She was right. The concept of identity-based habits is our first introduction to an another key theme in this book, feedback loops. Your habits shape your identity and your identity shapes your habits. It's two-way street. The, inf- the formation of habits is a feedback loop. A concept we will explore in depth in the next chapter. But it's important to let your values, principles and identity drive 
the loop rather than your results the focus should always be on becoming that type of person not getting a particular outcome the real reason habits matter identity change is not start of habit change the reminder of this book will provide you with step by step instruction on how to build better habits in yourself your family your team your company and anywhere else you wish but the truth question is are you becoming the type of person you want to become the first step is not what or how but who you need to know who you want to be otherwise your quest for change is like a boat without a rudder and that's why we are starting here you have the power to change your beliefs about yourself your identity is not set in stone you have a choice in every moment you can choose the identity you want to reinforce today today with the habits you choose today and this brings us to the deeper purpose of this book and the real reason habits matter building better habits isn't about literally literalizing your day with life hacks it's not about flossing one tooth each night or taking a cold shower each cold shower each morning or wearing the same outfit each day it's not about achieving external measures of success like earning money loss losing weight or reducing stress habits can help you achieve all of these things but fundamentally they are not about having something they are be about becoming someone ultimately your habits matter because they ha- help you become the type of person you wish to be they are channel through which you develop your deepest beliefs about yourself quite literally you become your habits chapter summary there are three levels of change outcome change process change and identity change the most effective way to change your habit is to f- focus not on what you want to achieve but on who you wish to become your identity emerges out of your habits every action is a vote for the type of person you wish to become become the best version of yourself requires you to continuously edit your beliefs and to upgrade and expand your identity the real reason habits matter is not because they can get you better results although they can do that but because they can change your beliefs about yourself